Welcome guys to episode one, the grand opening of Unravel. I'm your host, Ken, and today we have a special guest that is on the episode one, Harrison Martin. Thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm yeah. super stoked to <laughs> be on the first podcast and see where this takes off to. Uh, so we'll just kind of dive into it. But so you're an insurance agent. Yep. So I specialize in everything from just regular old home and auto insurance to people's business insurance and looking at the commercial side of things. And then we kind of dive that one step deeper and talk about the life insurance and how are you and your family protected. And then once we have kind of all that stuff protected, it's okay, well now how do we get you to your next step of life? And that's your retirement planning. And fortunately the business I'm at, Country Financial, we have the opportunity to take care of you in all those areas and not say, hey, well, I'm glad I could do A and B for you, but I'm going to send you over to do C, D, E, and F somewhere else where we can do everything in one spot and really give you that peace of mind knowing, hey, we have your back and we're here for you. So what got you into insurance? Like, how did that lead? Yeah, so... It, I ended up deciding I was going to stay in Arizona. I'm originally from Indiana, lived in Indiana for 18 years, then moved up to Washington um, my senior year of high school and then came down to Arizona to play college lacrosse. And so every summer I was going back to Washington to the family and one summer going into my senior year, me and two buddies said, hey, let's, let's stay out in Arizona and just see what happens. Like, is this heat something we can do? Everyone says, Arizona has two temperatures. It's hot and extremely hot. And we're like, we do the hot. Can we do the extremely hot? And so we decided, okay, let's stay. And so I started looking for internships and um, found one offered at Liberty Mutual and realized, wow, this pays about three times what my buddies are getting paid. And I get this thing called a property and casualty license out of it. I was like, huh, I love, <laughs> I love getting titles and I love um, the pay. And yeah. so I was like, sure, I can do it for a summer, whatever. And so I kind of started this internship and I was basically an internal sales, um, insurance salesperson for home and auto insurance. And when I was doing that, I was taking calls all day, every day. And I was like, wow, people don't understand their insurance. They don't know what it covers, what it doesn't. They think they have the best coverages they need when in reality they would be at state minimums and they w wouldn't know the difference. And so I was like, wow, I can make a huge difference for these people in their lives because I'm now seeing all these accidents that are happening and people don't have the insurance to cover it. And I realized I can be that person that shows them, hey, look, this is what you need and this is why you need it. I can recommend things to them. But, and I also realized while working, I was like, wow, people really don't like insurance agents. Yeah. They, they don't think insurance agents are good people. They yeah. think we're all out to rip them off and to take their money. And I was like, I can, make a difference in this world by doing this and showing people, hey, look, there are still good individuals. There are people who put others above themselves in every situation, no matter what it is. And unfortunately at Liberty, I was doing that over the phone and I was like, I want to do this in person. I want to be able to get out there and touch these people's lives in person and get to know them and build a relationship. And so I found a company that is all about making a difference and that's what kind of got me into it is realizing people don't know insurance and I can teach them something that's super important. And then I can show that there are good people in this world because unfortunately, as we see right now, especially in today's situation, there's so many people out there that don't care for others or aren't doing the right things. And so it gave me an opportunity to do the right thing. 
Has that increased your business? Have you been even more busier because of this? Um, I, I mean, with the two different situations going on from um, COVID to the riots and everything like that, it's, it's changed the way I do business. Before, I'm someone who I want to get out there. I want to go walk into businesses, talk to business owners, and hear their stories about how they put their blood, sweat, and tears into these businesses. I would do all sorts of events, all sorts of networking things um, to just get myself out there and to tell people who I am, what I'm doing, and why I'm doing it. And because of everything going on, I've unfortunately had to revert a lot back to the phones and mm -hmm. reaching out to people that way. And it, it's been successful. And um, my biggest thing is probably life insurance mm -hmm. because I know everyone knows home and auto insurance is important. We yeah. need to have it. it. It does something for us, right? That's mm -hmm. what everyone thinks. So I'll get it. But the life insurance is something where a lot of people don't get told about it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's something that can truly make or break mm -hmm. a family at the end of the day. If there's a spouse who's that main breadwinner and something happens to them, all of a sudden this family is now devastated and has all these expenses and this life insurance is something that can keep them the way they are. And I try to get that point across a lot, but unfortunately not everyone sees that. Yeah. And however, these events are now showing, wow, mm -hmm. this is that situation Harrison tells me about when we sit down and talk. Life is unpredictable. Now we have a disease going around that is killing people left and right, unfortunately, and we're not protected for it. We're not ready for it if something happens to myself or my spouse. So what do I do? And so in that sense, it's giving people that motivation to go, okay, wow, you were right. I do need to get this. Um, and then obviously it's affected the commercial side of insurance a lot because businesses are shutting down, having to close their doors, having to protect themselves due to the riots, things like that. So it's a lot of kind of talking to clients and helping them through these times and saying, hey, like, you're not in this alone. Like, I'm here for you. We will get through it. And here are things we can do to help save you money right now. Here are things um, we can do to make sure everything's set up correctly because I keep saying, I know you hear it every week in B&I, but businesses are getting affected in one of two ways. Yeah. They're either having to completely shut down mm -hmm. and business is super slow mm -hmm. or they are doing way more business than they ever did before. No business right now is staying where they were at. Mm -hmm. They're either way up or way down. Both of those situations, both people need to review their policy mm -hmm. because one's now paying way too much and the other is now paying way too less mm -hmm. or way too little, I guess, in the correct yeah. grammar there. Um, and so come his renewal or her renewal, they're going to have a huge audit check that they're going to have to write. And so no company is going to want to do that either. So I guess the short answer is yes, my business has yeah. changed a lot um, <laughs> due to these times, but in good ways yeah. um, overall. Honestly, I what I, what yeah. the question here was, yeah, yeah, funny. Uh, I want us to like, you know, I think everyone's curious about like your industry too, who, you know, it's like a sales, right? It's kind of a sales industry. You have to be in front of people, educate them and then trust you and kind of go. And, you know, it's, I think all businesses, a lot of business, the difficult part is getting the clients, yeah. right? I feel like even for my industry, for photos and videos, like it's the same thing. Like it's everyone usually gets the skill set first and then after that you got to figure out the business side or for us you know figure out you know how to get in front of clients and how to offer services that make a difference for them Absolutely. yeah so what was your experience getting your first couple of clients you know when you have zero re reputation you know, no one knows you like what was that process for you you know first couple of clients yeah so I, I hate mm -hmm. i hate that my business is sales yeah i because i like to think i'm the least salesperson out mm -hmm. there True. because yeah. i'm not going to try to convince yeah. someone to buy anything mm -hmm. I show you the value, mm -hmm. I show you what it is, and if you choose to do it, 
then we'll move forward. If you don't, I'm the last person that's going to sit there and hound you and hound you to try to do something. Um, and that's why I always say I'm not a, I'm an insurance advisor because I advise you on options and on things out there. And that's one of the things I always tell people separates me is I don't, I don't tell you what you need. I give recommendations, but I show you where those recommendations come from. Because so many times, just thinking about things, areas I don't specialize in, people tell me what to do, but I'm like, why am I, why? Yeah. Like, I, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't understand it. Where if they would just give me recommendations, I'd be more inclined to do it. Um, but a lot of times when you get in this industry, the first thing people say to do is call your friends and family. Mm -hmm. Get your, it's your warm market. I was about to ask that. Every, like family, yeah, yeah, so it's your friends and family. It's what they call your warm mm -hmm. market, your natural yeah. market. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that, that can be super successful for some people. Mm -hmm. But like I kind of said earlier, I'm from out of state. Yeah. I've been down here for college. Mm -hmm. Therefore, my natural market down here is college people. Mm -hmm. And most college people just out of college, their insurance is still with their parents or everything's still in a different state. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, I didn't really have a natural market. Yeah. And I don't want to be the person who calls all my family members and yeah. say, hey, I'm in this thing. Mm -hmm. Let me look at it mm -hmm. because I don't want to show up on that Christmas mm -hmm. dinner and go, oh my gosh, Harrison's here. He's going to try to sell us this or that. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. And so I didn't really reach out to friends or family. Um, I, some of my close, close buddies, I looked at some of their mm -hmm. stuff just because they were getting kicked off their parents or whatever it looked like. It and like so they, the right yeah, it was yeah. the right timing for them. And um, some of them, you know, it was the best option. So they switched over to me. Some of them, you know, they was better saving yeah. somewhere else. And uh, fortunately I have very, very good friends where they're like, yeah. Hey, I'll pay the extra yeah. so you can insure me. And I was like, guys, now's not the time. Like you need to save the money. Let's, let's do that. We'll look every six months. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me it was finding that first client. Um, and I actually remember who my first true, true client, mm -hmm. um, was and I got them from a home show. I love doing events and things like that. And out here in Arizona, we have the Maricopa County home and garden shows. And basically I get a 10, five by 10 booth and I walk back that five foot mm -hmm. booth for nine hours a day, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day, back and forth, trying to talk to everyone that walks in front of me. I probably have a thousand people walk by me and it just, Hey, how are you doing today? You ever thought about trying to save on your home? Nope. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. Yep. Hey, how are you doing today? You ever thought about trying to, okay, bye. And it's just all day. Sometimes you get out the full thing. You ever thought about trying to save on your home or auto insurance or reviewing any of this stuff? Most people, you don't even get the full sentence out and they're already gone. Yeah. Um, but that's where I got a lot of my leads and it was just building relationship, relationships with these people. And I'm not gonna say their name, but um, the first clients I wrote, I got from there and we built such a strong relationship that they're actually coming to my wedding. Um, yeah. And so I'm getting married here soon and they were on my invite mm -hmm. to it because we've done a ton of stuff together. We've gone golfing together. We've um, gone to a couple different games and stuff like that together. And it's not to keep their business. It's not to get referrals from them or anything like that. It's because we build a relationship and that's what I'm doing in this industry is I'm building relationships with people. And so that's how I did it is doing events and then doing networking groups and meeting people like yourself who not only want to obviously gain business from things, but want to see other people succeed. And so that's finding ways to help them out. And that's kind of how I started. Very cool. Love it. I mean, cause like, 
I mean, I mean, this is might just might be my perception, but I feel like you're just left and right writing policies and just taking <laughs> care of people. Like, has has uh has getting clients became much more easier since now that you have a little bit of reputation? I feel like you're building with yourself. You know, it's a little bit more after you have 10, 20, 30 clients going, then like people talk about you. Like, do you feel like it got easier to get new clients? Yes and no. There are months where. I'm beyond swamped and I'm like, gosh, I love my clientele. They are sending me referral after yeah. referral. And then the next month rolls around and I don't, my phone never rings. Every client I write that month is from me knocking doors, doing events, doing stuff like that. I don't have a single referral that month. And so our industry is just so up and down. You can never truly just count on referrals coming in until you've been in it for years. There are guys in our, um, office who have been in the business for 20 plus years, they don't make a single cold call. Every client that they write nowadays is referrals and leads that were given to them, things like that. And so it's all about just building those relationships. And so we call them COIs, your center of influences. And so it's surrounding yourself and building relationships with people who can refer you the business. And um, that's something that I would recommend for anyone in any industry is figure out who your COIs are and build those relationships. Whether for me, that could be a mortgage person. So every time they write a mortgage, they say, hey, let's look at your auto, or your, I'm sorry, your home insurance. There's a lead for me. Or lawyers, anytime someone gets a divorce, if they have kids, typically they have to have life insurance. And so it's, hey, we just had someone going through this tough time. Like, can you be that caring person for them and take care of their family and their kid as they're going through this? And so it's, and just finding people who can continually refer you business for you that could be media designers that could be uh, yeah exactly all sorts of stuff but it's all about finding your main cois and just continuing to build those relationships with those individuals and the other thing is i've been told to try to do things in threes and so when it comes to your networking and growing your business do it in threes and so when I want to build my referrals, I got to do that in threes. So I do three things. I do BNI, I do the Chamber of Commerce, and then I'll do a random event when they are coming up. So like the Maricopa mm -hmm. home show. Yeah. Now, if I try to start doing more, I'm going to get too overwhelmed mm -hmm. and not be able to really invest into those three things I'm doing. And so, because when I first started, I was like, I'm going to join B&I, I'm going to join this chamber and that chamber. I'm going to do all these events. I'm going to join NAFA and some of these other life insurance groups that are out there. And someone's like, slow yeah. down, yeah, slow gonna, down. Yeah, you're going to mm -hmm. build relationships. Yeah. Get in these groups. And B&I or the chamber are both fantastic because I'm seeing relatively the same people every single time. So I'm really building those relationships and nurturing them. And then the events that I do being my third networking thing changes pretty frequently. And so I'm seeing all new people every time. So it's great where I have my main people that I see, I build a relationship with, and then I'm getting the new leads, the quicker leads and things like that. Nice, nice. I feel that. Uh so, you know, from, I feel like, so I sometimes have troubles of, you know, getting over rejections and things. And when you mentioned cold calls and this and that, like, I know you're out there, you know, you're, there's, what's your, like your mindset when it comes to going through rejections and kind of, kind of, it's, it's, I feel like you're so, a little bit playing the numbers game where, you know, you're at the booth, you got to talk to every person because you never know who's <laughs> yeah. in the market for it, right? Like exactly. the, it would be easy if they had a sign above their head, like, Hey, I'm looking for insurance right now. Then you'd be like, Hey, yo, guy right yeah. there. I see it. I, I know 
you have a problem right now, yeah. right? But you got to ask every every person, you know, you got to go through door knocking, everything. So what's like your mindset or like, you know, how do you, how do you approach that? You know, th and that, that's a great, that's a great question. And I mean, so I don't, the best way to answer that is, you're right, it is a numbers thing. At yeah. the end of the day, every no, mm -hmm. people usually get upset. Yeah. But every no excites me because I go, that no mm -hmm. means I'm one step closer to my yes. If I didn't get that no, I'm not gonna be closer to my yes. Yeah. And I know that doesn't really make sense when you think about it, but it is a numbers thing and I have to get so many no's and I know that mm -hmm. before I get my yes. And plus, at the end of the day, like, whether I'm cold calling someone or knocking doors and knocking doors is completely a dead trait, especially in my industry. I love doing it because I love getting outside. I love actually being able to talk in person. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like this is very important is that, you know, we all have different ways of marketing and you got to figure 100%. out what's right for you. A hundred percent. And that's exactly right. Because I, I, I like to say harass. I don't get harassed, yeah. but people make jokes all the time. Cause they're like, Oh, you're going to knock doors. And I'm like, Maybe, I don't know. And I don't do it much. I do it once every two weeks or once a month at least. And because it just, it gets me outside. It gets me in front of people. And it's cool to just try different tactics when they answer. Yeah. And I know I'm more likely to talk to someone there than by cold calling. Yeah. Because unfortunately, cold leads nowadays are just not good yeah. due to wherever we get the numbers from. Yeah. Um, but I mean, getting over the nose, it's something where like there will be people who get super mad at you when you call mm -hmm. and i always just think i'm like okay you know what at the end of the day they're probably having a worse day than i am so <laughs> yeah. it is what it is yeah. and i also don't get upset when people call when people say no to me because i know i'm calling to make a difference for them and they go they will get upset with me and i go hey look i, I apologize mm -hmm. i was calling because i know i can make a difference yeah. and so that alone motivates me to get over the nose and i also feel that choosing to be excited or choosing to be angry when you get a no is a choice. Mm -hmm. You gotta make that choice every single day. And when I get told no, I get a choice. Do I wanna be happy and just move on or am I gonna be upset? And being upset's not gonna get you anywhere. And that's just in life. Mm -hmm. Being upset is a choice in life. And I will never be the person who's gonna choose to be upset over a situation yeah. because a lot of times it's out of your hand. Yeah, it, do, it does nothing for you. It just yeah. it just holds you back. Yeah. And so just accepting it and moving on is the best way to look at it. And so, yeah, my industry, you're going to get no after no. If you can't take no's, it's not for, it, it's not for yeah. you. No, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think it's huge that like, you know, you, you truly believe in what you do. You know, that's, I think that's a big difference. If you, if someone's not fully sold, if you're doing the job because you know, you, that's like, uh, you know, for the, just for the money, you know, then I feel like, and you're not believing in the actual product, it's actually difficult to go out and sell. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that's what a lot of, uh, content creators, photographers, videographers starting out that want to do it full time that struggle. And I have went through it is that it's, you don't understand what you're providing. And sometimes you don't even understand like what people need and what the other, other side of the person wants. So yeah. when you, you're discussing price or you're talking about that it's very difficult for some people to sell is that they just they don't know what they're doing so i feel like in that flip side you know that you know your business and if you don't know anything you talked about it that you're gonna you're gonna go figure it out right if yeah if this if someone brings up a question that you don't know you're gonna figure it out no 100 and yeah. it's especially with our age we're a lot younger than most people in our industry and so um it is it is a disadvantage mm -hmm. it's an advantage in the sense of I'm energized and I know what I want yeah. Yeah. and I can go for that, yeah. but it's a disadvantage because people look at me and then they go, what why? Do you know? why yeah, they go, they go, why would yeah. I do 
insurance with yeah. somebody who's 23 years old when my agent's been in the business for 23 years. And I tell them the same yeah. thing every single time. And I go, you know what, that's a great point. But the reason you can trust me is because I can't afford a mistake. Yeah. I have to be the most well-educated and most thorough agent out there because if I make one mistake, why would you trust me? Yeah. Why would you come back to me? You yeah. wouldn't, and I wouldn't expect you to. Yeah. Now, if agent over here who's been in the yeah. business for 23 years, yeah, hundreds of, hundreds yeah, of he makes one mistake, what does he do? He falls back on his reputation and go, look, I got 23 years of experience yeah. to show I know what I'm doing. I made one little mistake. I'm sorry about that. I'll fix it. Yeah. Where I make that mistake, yeah. they're going to go, hey, I'm going back to him. Yeah. So that's why you can trust me is because I know I can't afford a mistake. So I am the most thorough and well-educated agent out there because I have to be mm -hmm. to be successful. And that's what I try to tell people all the time is if I don't know it, because I, I, even though I say I'm the most well-educated, mm -hmm. I might not know something, and if I don't, I know where to get it is the thing. And I will be the first person to say, I don't know, that's a fantastic question, we need an answer to that, let me get back to you. And I'm in a position where I have a lot of people in my office that I can reach out to and get those answers from, which really helps dramatically. Totally, what's like one advice you have for people that are starting out as insurance agents? They're fresh out of college, like you, just like you were in like a couple years ago, what kind of advice do you have for people that are starting out? Oh, that's hard. If I could go back and tell yeah. myself one yeah. thing, yeah. Oh, what would I tell myself? Hey, kid, you're doing a great job. Just yeah. keep, it <laughs> keep, keep, keep it up. You're killing the game. Yeah. Um, I would say to always remember this position's bigger than you. Okay. And what I mean by that is, first off, it's not just involving me. Mm -hmm. My business is not a nine to five, when five o'clock hits, I shut my phone off and I leave. It's not that, it's a, it's a 24 hour job. I've had calls at 3 a.m. because people got in an accident. I'm like, why are you even driving at 3 a.m. first off? But second off, okay, no worries, I'll help you out. And so first thing I would say is, you need to make sure it's, it is bigger than you because if you have a significant other or a spouse or kids, whatever it is, it's gonna take time from them and they need to see what you're doing is a value. And so for me, for example, how we talked about I'm getting married, Callie's come on meetings with me. She's seen what I do and so that way she knows when I go, hey honey, I'm gonna be late for dinner tonight yep. because I have a meeting. Mm -hmm. She knows what I'm doing, what I'm saying and the joy it brings me, but also the joy it brings others. And because she's seen how I light up when I'm sitting there at a meeting and taking care of. Can I walk through? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. She's seen the enjoy, enjoyment. <laughs> this is definitely gonna be right here. That's gonna be like the main part on Instagram. I'm gonna clip that and put it on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm interrupting your thought, but uh, yeah, go ahead, yeah. But she's seen how much it excites me, yeah. motivates me, and so she wants that for me, and she knows that it is bigger than me. And what I mean by that is, at the end of the day, sure, like you said, it. every time I sell something, you're right, I get money from it, I do but I am changing a life. I am protecting a family, so if something happens to them, they're going to be okay because of what I did. Mm -hmm. And so just always remember when you're getting those no after no, mm -hmm. that's okay because you will get that yes, and when you get that yes, it is going to change a family's life. And it is you are always doing something that's a lot bigger than who you are as an individual. And so just keeping that in mind when you're going through the tough times is kind of what motivates me, and so that's what I would, my one piece yeah. of 
advice I would tell someone. Love it, love it. That was great. Uh, Yo, so Harrison, if people are curious about insurance or they need they need to be educated or they want to review their policy, they got questions, where can people reach out to you? Yeah, uh, if they can send me a text, give me a call at my cell phone, which is 260-615-4750, or they can shoot me an email to just my first name, Harrison, dot my last name, which is Martin at countryfinancial.com. Perfect. And that, that phone number is like the actual your phone number. Yeah. Yeah. Like, should I not have said that? No, we're gonna put it in. That's okay. a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes no, no. I feel like it puts out trust because I don't think everyone does that, right? Do people do that? No, most most agents don't have their cell phone out yeah. there, but um, it's one of those things where I want people to always be able to get a hold of me. Yeah. And doing things like this are how I get my name out yeah. there. But that also means I'm not sitting in my office right now. So you call my office phone. I'm not going to get to it till I get back to my house and pull up my laptop yeah. and go. Did I miss any calls? Where and someone's sending me a text right now, if my phone's going off 15 times, I'm gonna go, oh my gosh, yeah. John Doe just called yeah. me 15 times, something's wrong, yeah. I need to take this. Um, so I give it to everyone, and sometimes that bites me in the butt, like when I get called at 3 a.m., but hey, yeah. that's why I'm in the business, yeah. because I wanna make the difference, so I'll continue to take the calls at 3 a.m. For the for the like the ten people that are listening, don't call Harrison for like relationship issues. He's busy, guys. <laughs> you need to call him for insurance. So watch out that be be respectful. But uh, Harrison, it was great talking to you. I love it. Can't wait to uh, do episode two, episode three, whatever. You know, yeah. whenever the episode is, I'll have you back on the podcast. It was great. I think there's more that we need to unravel. I think we only went just a little bit into it, but uh, it was a real good wrap. Oh, well, I can't wait to come back and congrats on the first awesome. podcast. And I'm glad to be yeah. here. Awesome. But I think that's a wrap, Harrison. That was sweet. Yeah, it was, it was natural, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>